0: from, like,
1: Ireland. Is he, is he weeks. like, whining about it, though? He, he, yes. Sometimes. Mark Schlebar joining us from ESPN. I mean, why are, you, why are you whining? You get to all these beautiful places and <laughs> all these great venues. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not whining.
2: I'm just waiting for somebody to ESPN to figure it out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, you're in Ireland, and you're in Augusta, and you're everywhere. Anyway, Mark Schlebar, good friend of the show, joining us on Sports Radio 92.9. And uh, a couple of quick factors to to chat about first of all um i assume you weren't at waste management last weekend which may have been a good thing but how much fallout has there been rusty and i talked before the show and i agree with him it'll never they're never going to let this kind of nonsense happen again like the way it was this past weekend
2: no i mean it's always been the biggest party in golf and and maybe even sports but you know it it was a bad mixture of a lot of alcohol way too many people i think some estimates were like half a million Got in through the gates before they shut it down, and then the weather—you know—the course was wet, and they people were forced to to congregate in in certain areas, which made it really crowded. But they got to cut back the alcohol. I mean, it's it's supposed to be fun, but
1: that's not a good look. Yeah, you know, it's just was, no. It's a, 40, it's a it's a it's a forty-five-year-old frat party. Yeah, no, you know, I mean, a little old. like Talladega infield. I mean, yeah, they, <laughs> And listen, we're not we're not prudes on this show. We talk about a lot of shenanigans, but. That that's getting to a level where the PGA can't embrace it, and when the when the players
0: you can't have are, guys are naked engaging, in the bunker. <laughs> they, they were fans no, I saw naked that in the but, bunker,
1: but the players are going at it. Like yes. I mean, listen, the players can be prima donnas, we all know, but there's a level that reach just just can't happen.
2: No, you know, when you've got Billy Horschel snapping at guys and Jordan Speed and and others. I mean, some guys avoid it. Some guys will never play there just because they can't handle it. And I was talking to my my daughters over the weekend who have never turned down a good time, but you know I, they they're like I gotta go, I gotta go, I gotta go to that. And I'm like you can't do that. It's a golf tournament. Yes. This
1: is not Coachella. <laughs> I like hold on. I like the way he just described because. Rusty's we got, got four. We got daughter, me I got me two and Mark teenagers. talk about we got
0: daughters the same age. they have never conversations.
1: Hey, they've never turned down a good time.
0: Never turned down a good <laughs> like, It's got that DNA.
1: Yeah, I know. Uh, poor little Sophie headed for her first Georgia spring break coming up in a few weeks. Oh, pray oh, pray, pray, that. pray yeah. for me. So uh, let's talk about this group that has been formed. Arthur Blank, which nobody has talked about in this town, along with Bob Kraft, Wick Grossbeck, owner of the Celtics, I think there's a few other professional owners in the mix over $2 billion in a partnership with the PGA. What is it about? And what does this say about the live lack of partnership that has happened? Why are all these super billionaire types investing in golf in this manner? What does it mean?
2: Yeah. I mean, a lot of them just love golf, but I I think, you know, John Henry from the Red Sox is a guy that kind of spearheaded it. Um, He was here yesterday. I don't know if he's still out here or not, but, um, you know, they're they're dumping one point five billion to start with, um could be as much as three billion uh with, with later investments, but um you know, the the vast majority of it, nine hundred million to start with, is going into equity shares in this PGA Tour enterprises for top players. I think the top thirty six players are getting eighty percent of the money. So it's it's basically a way to to give these guys some investment in the tour and some equity in the tour to keep them loyal, keep them committed. So, so to, what
1: what are the what are the owners getting by handing $800 million to players? Is that just going to raise the value of the entity? Is that the idea?
2: Well, yeah. I, I mean, the details of it are still sketchy, steak. But, I mean, I've heard everything from, you know, buying the PGA Championship from the PGA of America, buying out the DP World Tour, getting their half, of the Ryder Cup to be able to package, you know, basically everything, but the Masters and the one television deal to increase it. And I think guys like Arthur Blank and John Henry see that the the PGA Tour is a pretty loose organization. Some things could be tightened up tremendously to try to make it more efficient and, you know, rate to make more money. And I, I think that's what what they see from it. These, those guys are – some of the smartest people on earth and are going to make an investment in something they don't think they're going to get their money back.
1: Mark Slabaugh with us from ESPN.
0: Mark, being in L.A. this week, obviously the news headliner is Tiger Woods is back. Obviously, if you see that, never seen that course in person, but seen it on TV, how difficult it would be to walk, what is the the expectation from him this week? I see the driving yesterday. He's 325 still. But uh, what's kind of expectations of him this week coming back to play?
2: Yeah, I think it's the same every week, Rusty. It's just how does the right leg, the foot, and the ankle hold up? You know, the last couple of times he's played, I was with the bah- at the Bahamas with him back in December, and he seemed to wear down quite a bit. Um, you know, it's a tough walk, the the rough stick, the the stairs on number 18, going from the the 18th green to the to the clubhouse. Definitely is difficult walk so you know how what's his stamina is it better than what it was in december he was he was coming off i think eight months after the surgery in the bahamas so he's had a couple of more months to repair but look he he wants to play once a month uh if the leg holds up he would play here he would play the players next month the masters majors and you know maybe the the president's cup if if they can if he can do anything,
0: are we are we still are the live players and the PGA players? Is still the first time they're going to be together as Augusta?
2: Yeah, yep. And I, look, this deal, you know, part of the other the other half with the Strategic Sports Group, the, the sports owners we talked about, you know, that does not end the PGA Tour's negotiations with Saudi Arabia's Public Investment Fund to potentially get another three billion dollars. But that thing's going to get so much scrutiny from the U S department of justice that, you know, I, I think we're going to get the top guys in the world together four times a year. And that's it for the next two years, mm-hmm. at least.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I'll just say this, um, it caused a, you know, a lot of reaction on social I'm flipping over to the CW and I'm trying to make sense. I, first thing I, I saw, was a tournament in, I don't know, Bermuda, there were only 10 people at the, at the hole. They were in bathing suits, right? Yeah. They had some scoreboard to, to the home. left of the screen. I couldn't understand the scoreboard yeah. or the team competition. I mean, it looked like literally you and your buddies on your big guys day out just, you know, kicking it around. Like, I know that doesn't matter. Cause that's not, you know, they knew when they took the money what it was like. But do you have a thought on how that thing has come off now, especially as a TV entity?
2: It's not good. I I think I read they were 51st in sporting events um, in television ratings on Saturday, and they played Thursday to Saturday to to get out of the way of the Super Bowl in Vegas. But you know the ratings the week before, I think um, pickleball outdrew the final round, and they barely beat South Carolina, Mississippi State women's basketball. Yeah. So it's a problem. Um, They'll sit there and tell you that the streaming and the it just, too. It,
1: it just doesn't – I mean, the names are impressive. John Rahm was in the middle of it, and I'm just like, this is like a vacation for these guys, and they just yeah, – w- yeah,
0: yeah, but he's playing in like a pair of duckhead shorts. No, I like know. It, I mean, I don't even know – I don't even know what's on. I, I would hey, love to watch he... those guys, but I don't. I don't even know where to find it. <laughs> Peach right.
2: yeah, C- T- T- I, I was impressed. They found a CW, to be honest with you. Peach Street TV um, is the okay. CW. I didn't so even, didn't even they have know that.
1: another great show called Atlanta Eats on there. That's why I'm that's always on there. Right? I watch on <laughs> yeah, CW. That's what I, read I watch <laughs> yeah. Friday
0: Night High School Football and yeah, Atlanta Friday night Eats. High School football, football and yeah. Food. Exactly. And right.
1: Food. Two highest shows on that network. We got it. <laughs> me and Rusty. Anyway.
2: No um, offense. <laughs> no offense, but that tells you where Willis placed Hey,
0: we're ahead of. We're ahead of a few things.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. We beat them. So. Let's talk for a second. got another minute with you about college football. You've been covering it for a long time. And uh, do you get the sense there will be not a mass exit but a really a recalibration of coaches to think about is this what they want? Because I've talked to more and more lately with the NIL and Porter world. This is not the job they signed up for.
2: No, I think we've seen it. Uh, Jeff Halfley, the, the Boston College coach, taking the Green Bay Packers defensive coordinator's job, although he probably saw the writing on the wall, had to win next year. But I I just know guys are frustrated. And I was up at the um, American Football Coaches Association convention in Nashville in January after the national championship game. and was talking to some guys, and they were talking about being able to redo the calendar and, and one guy told me now they're talking about having an early signing day in, in August where we would have official visits in June and July. And he's like, Jesus, it's the only time we kind of get any time off the entire year so. They do that in July. They do on. that
0: in July and they will be, you talking about a mass exodus? Yeah. Hello, NFL. They, hello, they, teaching. They, they, hello, whatever. They, they, right? they will be, they will be. It's just
2: Look, I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of the old man. Get off my lawn at this point at 51, but. I'm all for kids getting compensation and getting what they deserve, but the numbers are outrageous and the fact that coaches and schools have to recruit their own players and maintain their own rosters twelve months out of the year it's only only sport nobody in the world. Only, sport in the world, else else un- like
0: only sport in the world with unrestricted free agency. Yeah. Period. Completely Pell Mell
1: just, you know, one day I'm at L S U, next day I'm in Florida, next day I'm in Georgia and Who's going to pay me? I mean,
0: the, the whole deal, Mark knows this. A.J. Green gets suspended for $1,000 for four games it was ridiculous when everybody in the stadiums were at a number eight jersey. The dude needed to be compensated for that. But what's going on now yeah. with these deals? It's insane.
1: Hey, let's get you in the studio sometime soon with Rusty as well, Mark, and have fun this weekend. Always good to talk to you.
0: you guys, have a great week. Thank you. Appreciate All right, you,
1: Mark, Mark Slay by ESPN. When we come back, uh, pretty interesting what's going on. Chicago, hell of a town, and Rusty's going to go visit there and pick up Justin Fields.